This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com slash potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com slash potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow member of the clergy, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the, the gothic supernatural horror film, the sequel to The Nun. We're seeing The Nun 2. This was written by Ian Goldberg. Richard Nang and Akela Cooper with direction by Michael Chavez. Now, Michael Chavez is not a stranger to the Conjuring universe. He directed La Llorona and also the third Conjuring movie, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So he's brought back in to create the uh, sequel to The Nun, which came out in 2018. Of course, the famous creepy nun who... Uh, made her fabulous debut in The Conjuring 2. Good old Valak. She's back for some more haunts and scares. Uh, we're excited, too, because it's kind of launching our spooky season. Uh, you know, this film came out early September. Finally getting a review here as we move into uh, the end of September, going into October. So we're not really going to do spoilers today. Uh, again, this no. is one of those films I want you to go out and uh, see for yourself. Yep. But Taylor, give us a brief synopsis of The Nun two so we're set uh not too long after the events of the first nun uh we're set in 1956 france a priest is violently murdered and sister irene comes back to investigate as similar deaths are happening um across the country so she once again soon comes face to face with the powerful threat she thought she sent back to hell so yeah obviously uh after the events of the first one we, we all know this is leading up for those of you um not like i guess kind of if you're watching these hopefully you've seen conjuring but it's all kind of interconnecting um and what i liked about the conjuring and then getting into these movies is it's all set in the same universe and the fact that you can do so much with it um i thought was really amazing now i thought the going into the conjuring films 
I, I just recently watched them all uh, bit by bit. Really enjoy the first, second, and even third one. First stunt for me, a lot of slow moments. I tell you, this film, there were some really big scares. And I, I tell you, there was moments where I'm like, oh my God. So I was really pleasantly surprised at the, the scare level I thought was cranked up a bit for this one. Well, I'll say what I liked about The Nun was the setting and the atmosphere. I'm a sucker for like creepy old kind of castle vibes and having that whole film be set like around this creepy, like, you know, old abandoned abbey slash church was like really creepy because then it really gave the vibes of like, oh, this is, you know, we're essentially demon hunting in this place, you know, and 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 I liked the atmosphere that that movie set up. It gave me like haunted house vibes with this creepy nun. But I would agree that some of the elements of the first film go a little slow and something that's kind of been a promise of the conjuring films is if the idea of this nun is that the, the whole, you know, this demon is either seeking a soul to then walk the earth or to like, you know, find a power to like, you know, exit this church in the first film, then why would it take the time to take multiple forms just to scare people? Wouldn't just go yeah. straight to you know possessing and getting the hell out of there. I know it's not like Pennywise, like uh, you taste it more delicious when I kill you. <laughs> yes, like Pennywise is a character that wants to scare, so then you know it's a whole part of his. So it, that's just one thing I've always been bothered by is like, yeah. Ultimately, if the goal of this this villain is to do what it's supposed to do, why does it take the time to like, oh, I'll pretend to be this thing and you know build on your fear? And I get the whole point of like demons and the devil. It's a big part of religion is that they'll take multiple forms and things that will test your faith. And that was a big yeah. part of the first film, of course, is we have, uh, you know, sister Irene and that firm, she had not fully taken her vows yet. So that was also like a test of faith for her going through that whole film. Coming to this very similar atmosphere where this Abbey and, you know, like a boarding school for, you know, really these young kids. And, so again, there's a lot of cool places for creepy elements to take place. There's a lot of passageways and creepy shadows and, you know, things, you know, they play a lot with light and dark and where the nun could pop up. And I like all of that. Like, I think tone and atmosphere plays a big part of the success of these kind of films. If you're kind of like, eh, I'm not really buying into it, you're not really going to get scared. And it combined with the music, of course, helps a lot, but... I thought this film did a little better job of kind of just having a, a a plot, but then the plot gets a little wonky to me, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. Again, they kind of go with this whole idea of like, Oh, there's this ancient relic that the nun is after. And we have to stop the nun from getting this relic or perhaps they can, you know, come back and do some more bad stuff. But then there's times where the nun doesn't need anything and straight up kills people in extremely violent ways. And then the times again is like pretending to put on a show. And that's where it's like, I guess I'm just confusing of like, this one was longer than the first film. This is an yeah. hour 50. First one was barely an hour and a half. And it's like, was the runtime padded because of these little bits where it's like pretending to be someone to elicit fear or was it really like we wanted a little more, you know, oomph with the storyline? And again, we have our, you know, Tysa Formiga back as Sister Irene. And, you know, of course, 
living through the events of the first film, she would easily be like, uh, I don't want to face this demon again. <laughs> I've done this know? once. I, I this is a diehard with uh, Bolter. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love how the the um the Vatican's like. Well, you're the only one who ever faced it, so uh, yeah, we're gonna need you to do it. You know, and it's like, uh, <laughs> can't you send like uh, someone else? Or like, what about the the guy from the first film that you yeah. know he helped me? Oh, he uh, died of cholera. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course, plot plot armor. <laughs> so you're the only <laughs> one really available. <laughs> so I mean, there's that whole element. Um, you know, I like having Maurice back. Um, obviously minor spoiler from the first film he's possessed and you know at the end and so we knew the the gnome was going to tag along so i mean i I liked elements of this film i think they did some cool stuff with like there was some cool lighting stuff that i was like there was a moment where without giving spoilers away we have a young character who is you know clearly like going up the stairs and like hello hello and of course typical horror movie trope of you hear creepy noise I think I'll go towards the creepy noise instead of leaving. <laughs> um, yes. And the nun, you know, pops out of the shadows and she runs right into the nun. And then all of a sudden two doors open and it's like the nun was on the wall the whole time, but like, it's like the breakage of the wall. And I yeah. was like a really cool visual. I was like, I love that kind of idea. The visual elements in there where the nun pops out, I thought was really well done. They did give it away in the trailer where we're at the little kind of, um, newsstand and i i wish they didn't look yes. in the trailer because that was a really cool effect but i feel like that should have been omitted just to just add a little flavor but you're right it, the length and all the kind of the padding it's like you have a very it's a very thin plot so i feel like they put too much there where i feel like if they cut it down it would feel a little bit more of that scary like adrenaline rushing like horror that goes very fast that you have trouble catching your breath i think that would have been better with some of those some of those kills a little get get to the main part of the early on you know yeah because i think it takes again, a while for a main character to to get to the act. well yeah they they definitely you know she doesn't start at this abbey and so it takes some time and she's got a friend along the you know the for the ride here we have storm reed playing sister deborah who this is now her role in this film is the one who is testing her faith who's kind of like feeling like she's a little done with the church so she's tagging along to like, I want to see a miracle. I want to see something that will really reinstall my faith. Well, go battle a demon. You're going to see some stuff that's going <laughs> to awaken some of those thoughts. Um, I thought the young cast was pretty good. It was kind of fun to see Anna Popplewell in this um, as Kate, who is one of the teachers at the school. And her daughter is a main character as well. For those who uh, you'll instantly recognize her, she was uh, one of the main actresses in the Chronicles of Narnia films, the first yes. two at least. Um, so it was kind of fun to see her in this, um, you know, of course, in a more mature role. Um, her and Maurice kind of have a little kind of romance thing going on. Clearly, <laughs> you know, her, whether it was a husband or loved one is not in the picture anymore. So she's a little hesitant. But again, I like when they give, we give a little more character to some of our, you know, people that are going through this whole freaky thing. We have a couple mean girls at the school who, you know, the whole time you're like, they got to be attacked at some point. They're, they're, they're going right. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, the characters, you know, or whatever. I mean, really, you're you're mainly following Sister Irene, and Sister Deborah for this and Maurice kind of dealing with the whole situation of being basically like the possessed person for yeah. Valak. But, you know, the thing with 
you have Bonnie Aarons here who famously plays the nun. Now, I mean, the nun doesn't really have dialogue. You know, there's the the nun's not coming out and doing a whole monologue. The whole point of the character is that she comes out of the shadows and comes, baits her teeth and then, you know, disappears. The look is so iconic. So even though, you know, it's like, I wish it was a role in which she would get like more to do. Cause even in this film, because the nun can take multiple forms. Yeah. It's not always the nun, you know, you're watching other things who are pretending to be, you know, part of the nun. Yeah. So, I mean, for the movie called the nun Two, it's like, yeah, she's in the film and there's quite a few moments with the iconic (laughs) creepy nun, but I wish there was a little more with the nun. Um, Although there was one version of the nun one form that comes in like the third act that was pretty damn exciting i must say yeah. like oh yeah uh, was really well done we're not gonna spoil it but um that was pretty awesome um but you know it's like i think with both films it's like they had this whole idea of like okay well clearly she can pop in the shadows she has like multiple forms in a way she's got like demonic magic right yeah, I think for both films, they were like, well, what is the thing that like what stops them? Like, how how do we because we have to also realize that Valak is maybe something that can never be like fully killed Yeah, because then Valak has to show up in Conjuring 2, which is then years after this. Yeah. You know, it's like clearly. So, yeah. So we like we're let's stretch three movies to like of this character that where they leave it. This they these are leading into that Valak eventually the our main characters in the contract are going to face so we need to have the i think this what's going to happen is after this this is going to be and i supposedly the fourth conjuring uh last rites uh is what it's going to be so it's going to be actually connecting these two films but it is a bit of a stretch of these two movies to get in there because you you know at the back of your mind if you watch all the country movies well clearly they gotta wrap this up somehow and you know yeah also gonna make it legit you know yeah, so I mean, I, you know, they kind of go big and bold at the final scene of this film. Um, the way that kind of the how it kind of concludes to me was a little r- ridiculous, but I think that's kind of how the first one was too. It was like, stop oh, we, about it. <laughs> we have the blood of Jesus Christ somehow in this relic. Oh, that's nice. How'd you get that? You know, it's like eBay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> all we needed, all I needed in there was the Jones just walking. Oh, yeah so and there is there's a little Indiana jones moment in this film for sure definitely yeah. uh raises the lost ark uh rip off for sure but again after re-watching the nun recently to get prepared for this i remember when i saw the nun in theaters it was like a terrifying experience i think because i bought in so much to like i love conjuring 2 you see it at night with a full packed audience you know the music the vibes Rewatching it on my phone, I'm like, this wasn't scary at all. Like, it, I like the the atmosphere. This one was very similar. Like, I'm not really gonna like not sleep tonight, but there was some <laughs> good jump scares. There was some good creeps, and it's just I like a haunted house kind of movie, and that's what this vibe was. Yeah, I'm not gonna bind at all the the plot because yes, there's some plot holes, plot armor. There's there's some stuff that's like maybe they didn't really have a full fledged plot when they started but they had ideas of this is how we're going to do the jump scares. This is how we're going to do this. And so, you know, it's like the end of the day getting into spooky season. It's not one that I'm like, like jump to watch again anytime soon, but for really, I'd say one of the most recent, you know, including the version of Pennywise that we have from it, I would say the nun is one of the most 
iconic horror characters we've had in the last decade, you know? So she, you know, she, I I won't be surprised if, 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 and I don't know if it's making great money, good money, but you know, maybe last rights will be like a final duel situation with this character. But I don't think, uh, don't think Bonnie's quite done playing the nun because it's just a, and, and they could do spinoffs with, you know, just her haunting around. I would, I would love to see like an insane asylum where she's, you know, taking people out or, you know, other things. who knows they could do whatever. Yeah. So uh, in the end, Taylor, what you thinking for the nun two? I'm going to give it um, honestly horror wise. I'm going to give it a good seven out of 10. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm glad I've jumped on the bandwagon with these movies and definitely gave me quite a few scares. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten too. Again, I don't think it's awful. I like a lot of the the way the production values right there on the screen and the way they treat this character. It's got some creeps to it, it's got some scares, and uh I don't find the overall plot too bonkers, but definitely in the last third, this is some ridiculous stuff that you kinda, you know, I guess with these horror films, you kinda gotta go with it. They gotta do something. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm I'm, not, I'm never expecting a Oscar worthy the nun film. I'm just having Comes a good in time. Full you know? nun, nun gala, like I never thought this would happen. Well, it's like Boy. you know, <laughs> <laughs> you go to a horror movie to kind of feel like a roller coaster, right? And I thought yes. that's what this movie did. So it, it accomplished it well. You can definitely still check out the Nun Two, still showing in theaters, and that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know know your your potential. potential.